On today's episode of the Nifty Nick Show, I'm pumped to have on Leandro and George of Voxel Architects, a company dedicated to designing and developing metaverse real estate and other digital assets. They've gone from designing real-world BMWs to now designing cars, buildings, and more in the virtual world. The show is all about learning from those with skin in the game, the world of NFTs, and as usual, today's guests are no exception, so let's get started. If you're looking for some crypto, you just found the right spot. We wrap it up, one of a kind, NFT straight to the top. Now don't go trading based on comments, we provide in this show. It's not investment advice, but our picks do tend to blow up. Like a rocket, they say. Many people have compared it to people's every day. So if you're trying to figure out what's going on in this space, please do not worry. Your boy Nifty Nick is hot on the case. Yeah. All right, so I'm here with George and Leandra, the co-founders of Voxel Architects. Thanks for coming on today. Thanks for having us. So I thought maybe we could kick things off sort of to set the context around who you are, what you all do, and how you all got involved in, uh, you know, Voxel Architects in the first place and building out things in the metaverse. You know, what led up to this and, uh, and what are you all today? Yeah, so I will start. So in 2017, we, I started to trade crypto and then one thing led to the other and I, I met CryptoKitties and that opened uh, my mind into all the new possibilities that NFT were bringing to, to this space. So from, from my perspective, I am a three, I, my career started as a car designer. So I came from the car industry. I was working at that time for BMW doing like show cars, like producing all these uh, fully 3D cars that then they, they, they go to production. Yeah. Um, and with the boom of CryptoKitties, I, I came to, to realize that NFTs were uh, a great way to explore these new frontiers of um, virtual worlds, um, um, monetization of, of 3D assets and, and game assets, yeah. So that's how we enter the space. We enter with Crypto Motors. So Crypto Motors is like the first luxury NFT car brand from the metaverse. And we started the company, um, we started building the company end of 2017 after trading a couple of crypto kitties. I, I knew my my future was going to be in NFTs. And at that time, we didn't call NFTs NFTs. <laughs> they were kind of crypto collectibles or kind of crypto digital assets. So we didn't have that name yet for, for what the NFT was. Um, but yeah, we started to build a team and we created crypto motors. Uh, we created the first float of cars and around middle of 2018, we launched the brand and that's how we entered the NFT space. So we were, um, a couple of founders, uh, initial angel investor in, in, in crypto motors. And, and yeah, since then we started to go deeper and deeper into virtual worlds, NFTs and communities. And we identify different problems worth to solve. And one was architecture in the metaverse because um, there were a couple of people uh, like doing cool architecture, but nobody was bringing it to a professional level that the future market would require, you know, because at that time, every, everybody was kind of playing with that. And the first gallery that we, we created, how we entered the, the space of digital architecture um, was the Crypto Motors Gallery. Uh, Whale Shark, uh, our 
kind of biggest collector and a good friend, he he gave us uh, the permissions to build in one of the center plots um, of land in crypto voxels. And we really took the challenge to build the best building we could ever build for crypto motors. And that led to um, being recognized by another brands and other collectors and wanting them wanting to use us that we didn't have a name for uh, Boxer Architects at that time. It was just George and me doing buildings. <laughs> uh, it led uh, us to, to create a brand around uh, professional architecture for the metaverse. Yeah, so uh, I mean, Landro said uh, basically everything that could have been said, if I might add to that. It's just, uh, we really loved CryptoVoxels from the start. So CryptoVoxels was basically our launch pad for uh, architecture in the metaverse, right? We had this uh, crypto motors concept we've been working on. I also come from an architecture and design background. And then I did the University of Coventry where I studied car design. And I met Landro in Munich in 2019. And uh, I worked with him on one of his uh, crypto motors cars, right? And then uh, he decided to build a dealership, as he said, on one of Wellshark lands. And uh, I had a previous expertise in uh, architecture and design uh, and uh, a little bit of gaming expertise also, because uh, as we all know, CryptoVoxels is based on Minecraft. So I couldn't, I could, uh, I took this expertise and I combined them and we tried to do like one, uh, one good building in, in CryptoVoxels. So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's our story, basically. Yeah, that, that's uh, pretty phenomenal that you all have actual traditional experience with uh, architecture and car design, uh, which set up uh, for uh, this other form of design. What's sort of the breadth of type of uh, designs that you all are doing today? Is it mostly buildings? Is it mostly like, what's the most uh, common? And then how wide ranging is, is uh, you know, sort of the scope and scale of the designs that you're dealing with today? We have a lot of requests from clients uh, for all sorts of buildings. We are mostly focusing on architecture, bringing, for example, what's in the real world inside the metaverse at the moment. So we are trying to create a bridge. So the metaverse doesn't have its uh, architectural stereotype, so to say, at the moment. So by trying to bring these relatable buildings into the metaverse and building this bridge, people are, uh, are starting to adopt this metaverse slowly and slowly. Uh, and then eventually it will develop its own futuristic architectural style because the metaverse is vastly different from, uh, uh, from real buildings. You can fly into the metaverse, you can teleport. So basically the sky is the limit there, right? And so what sort of like, uh, in terms of the people who are interested in building things today, are you seeing traditional brands express interest in building things in the metaverse? And how would you say like, in terms of distribution, are most people, you know, crypto native people that are asking for this today, more crypto brands, or like, is that 20% of it, 80% of it? And like, how, how many are traditional brands 
And I know you probably can't talk about the brands that you're working on today, but what types of brands potentially, um, like what types of companies are you thinking? Uh, car companies, where you all came from? Is it retailers with, um, you know, uh, clothing and things like that? Y- yeah, may- maybe you could express, you know, h- how that's breaking down today. Totally. So um, starting off, the most buildings that we did for Voxel Architects were uh, actually art galleries showcasing the NFTs. So that was the biggest interest we had so far in uh, in buildings. Um, we built like a ton of art galleries and one is very popular. It's actually a big brand uh, called Sotheby's uh, for which we built a digital gallery in uh, Decentraland to host its auctions uh, directly in Decentraland. So that's that's one of the big brands. We were also in talks with, uh, with car companies that are interested, but we cannot disclose that at the moment, unfortunately. Uh, and some retailers that are very interested in, uh, in trying to bring e-commerce into this space of metaverse, which has a lot of potential, right? So imagine you don't go anymore on the website and buy something. You go into the metaverse and you walk into this virtual world, which will probably have its virtual economy and you can buy let's say some clothes directly from the metaverse using its interface without any need of external links. So basically a building in metaverse has become more of a business card or let's say a new type of website and a new type of interacting with brands. So more and more people want to have this space inside uh, Decentraland or CryptoVoxels to to showcase their brand. It's kind of like a um, exclusive thing to have at the moment. Like web was in 2000 when everyone wanted a website. Right now, everyone wants a virtual build. Yeah, and, and I will add to that that when we started, it was just crypto native people wanting builds. And now we, we are starting to see more and more like traditional brands that are trying to enter the space that are recognizing the importance of having uh, their own virtual headquarter in one of these virtual worlds. And we, what we always advise is to have, if, if they are unsure in, uh, in which virtual world to enter, from our perspective, it's always better to have uh, a, a strong foundation in, in, in all these virtual spaces, you know, similar to the project that we did with, um, with Metacoban, the B20 galleries. So that project was amazing because we had this presence across all the spaces. Uh, so you can jump from one virtual world to the other and experience the art in, 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 in its best way, you know, yeah. If you build and go do a build for uh, Decentraland, how easy can you convert that into crypto voxels, or do you have to build a separate, a completely different design for both? It's uh, it, it depends on the design. Like, uh, for example, when we did the V20 project, we had in mind that we wanted to go with the same style of design to all these meta, all these virtual worlds. Um, so we kind of created a modular a more squarish uh, design that we can replicate in all of those. But if, for example, you, you are doing like a very organic uh, building, 
it's going to be easier to to do in in the central land if you have like a big parcel than in crypto voxels because crypto voxels is more like squarish you know <laughs> and also in some you you won't have the ability to build like that type of organic shapes so it's a it's more of a manual process it's not like you you build one time and you deploy in all the virtual spaces you need to kind of think in advance you need to understand the needs of the client if he wants to have it across like interoperable with all these virtual worlds and then uh, design decisions are going to be taking uh, having this in mind uh, and yeah it's, it's a manual process it's not like it's just deploy you know sorry as a parenthesis to somium space somium space has done some amazing improvements lately to their engine in which you can actually import your own 3d models which is awesome and uh somium space is developing like a at a at a high rate right now and creative freedom is is through the roof so i think uh somium space is also like a it's becoming slowly a place that uh, can compete with decentraland in terms of like uh, building abilities when if if it has implemented these features so i'm trying to get a, a good grasp of the uh like the the te the brands we we sort of just mentioned it right now Sotheby's was one example that seems like uh i don't want to say obvious uh transition over their build looked incredible by the way so great job with that um Thank you. but i think uh like you gave an example of e-commerce and uh i had on uh an investment team uh the other day um from republic realm and they're uh, buying up a bunch of land and they're discussing their strategy, which is more of one akin to a mall. And I think they're very aligned with the e-commerce transition into the metaverse. Uh, what sort of like are you seeing one off stores slash retailers that are more interested in that? Are you seeing actual e-commerce platforms like marketplaces and things like that that are expressing an interest? Well, so to start, like we are seeing uh, the interest of retailers uh, in in the metaverse, uh, as opposed to like a, a big marketplace that has all of them clustered together, right? Uh, but I think in the future there will be a time where, uh, let's say, a universal store will open its doors in the metaverse, where it can have like all these brands maybe joined together. Let's say like a, you go to a electronic store right now when you have all these brands showcased in the store you will have that in the metaverse but right now the interest uh, as i as we've seen it is more from uh, retailers directly so maybe like a singular store at the moment yeah awesome so are you all seeing like how large of a team are you all up to now at the moment we are up to 15 people working full-time for Voxel Architects. So it was just me and Leandro when we initially started. And uh, we had such a big demand for this that uh, we really had to expand the team. Uh, but the first, when we first started Voxel Architects, we didn't think that this would be like this huge of a demand for the metaverse. But slowly and slowly, it seems like people love this and people want this and uh, it grow way, way faster than, than we expected. So we have right now two in-house architects full-time. Uh, we have around um, 10 uh, 3D modelers. Uh, we have uh, two developers uh, and uh, there's me and Landro and uh, 
Then we have our other team, which complements Voxel Architects team from NFT studios that Leandro can talk a little bit more about. Yeah, so I think in total, because we were hiring a lot of people uh, right now, so in total, I think we are like 50 people right now under NFT Studios. And NFT Studios uh, has is, is like a holding company um, of Voxel Architects, Crypto Motors, Pixel Chain, Raregochi, which is a, a project that we are going to release in a couple of months. And and then we have like a service cluster where we provide services for for individuals in the metaverse. Like, um, for example, we are... Uh, chief uh, technical partners in the well community also in uh, e137.pro we are supporting different artists with uh, services and uh, also under nft studios we have the suite cluster where we are creating infrastructure infrastructure technology like xerox chat a minting platform um, a payment processor that we are going to use in some builds that Voxel uh, Architects is doing to process payments of like real world items. Um, so, yeah, uh, and it's, it's like old technology that we are developing under uh, NFT Studios. Yeah. That's pretty insane. So 50 people uh, across these various uh, projects, Voxel Architects itself with 15, the you know, there's a limited number of people I have seen, you know, one off individual artists that do builds for other artists that want to have a presence inside of crypto voxels, Decentraland, whatever it is. But but what's the total, you know, like in terms of the there's the scale of demand, 50 people is uh, pretty sizable to to scale out. Uh, it's It's a growing, I don't want to call it an agency, but that's kind of like what, you know, I think back to the web development agency days. There were a thousand, everyone had a, uh, you know, a web development agency. I, I ran one for a few years, even recently, not at the beginning of the web stuff, building SaaS apps and things like that. Uh, there became a multi-billion dollar uh, ecosystem of people building. I mean, frankly, all the ad agencies today are still doing a lot of this stuff is building websites for large brands. So it, it it sounds like we're really at the formative stages of this occurring. Do you know the sort of audience that uh, these builds are seeing? Like how many people, foot traffic, are you able to get analytics of those types of things? Does that even exist uh, today that you're able to see how many people pass through a store? Um, in crypto voxels, you have statistics that the, like the website provides you. So how many people is visiting the, the land? Um, so you, you have a ranking of the more more visited parcels. So if you check uh, in the in the homepage, you will see like parcel number one, which we built for for Bill Lee West Coast build. Uh, it has like tons of visitors because first it's in the center of of the world, and that's why it's so appreciated. Uh, also, like that's why he pays so much for that land is because everybody will enter to the center of the world. And then another building that we are seeing a lot of traffic is uh, the one we did for Strawberry Seed, um, which is, uh, what is the name, George, of the build? Sanctum? It's a Strawberry Sanctum and uh, we did the Jedi Temple for him, if I recall correctly. Uh, yeah, and I have the statistics right here. I brought them up. So for Bill, I see the visits are around 130,000 visits for one of his parcels and 126,000. So around 130,000 visits 
for a parcel in the center of crypto voxels. Across what duration of time? Uh, that's all time. That's all time. But but if but but in a week uh, it had uh, it had three thousand two hundred visits in just one week. Wow. Okay. Um, I mean that's a decent sized. Uh, it, that's a decent sized uh, traffic for like, um, it's almost like a smaller website would be probably like the equivalent of what that is um, to get up to. Yeah, that's 450 visitors a day or visits, um, which is a pretty decent size. Who, well, actually, who was that person that you said, Bill? West, West Coast Bill from Craft Ventures. He, if, if you follow in Twitter, like if you check in Twitter, it's West Coast Bill, the, the handle. And, and he's, is there some specific thing that they were looking to build out or that he was just looking to make a statement uh, in terms of building something cool in the um, virtual land? So what we build is the uh, metabase for SpaceX. So we kind of build a, the first build for SpaceX in crypto. It's so like a shrine, a shrine to SpaceX, basically, yeah. that, that Bill really wanted. And then we had these other bills that uh, he wanted to make a statement of. Uh, he had this idea in mind to portray different periods of time for the metaverse. So we had to build uh, the Stone Age, the Glass Age, and uh, ah, the Space 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 Age, Stone Age, and Glass Age. So Space Age uh, Space Age is basically represented by. Uh, the SpaceX uh, rocket and the SpaceX metabase. The Stone Age is uh, a s basically Stonehenge, Stonehenge from uh, UK that has all these artworks displayed inside it. And then we have the Glass Age, uh, which has also, which is also art gallery, and it kind of mimics the glass pyramid from Louvre, through which you have a, an underground passage and you can actually reach a tomb, which is named Tomb of Fiat which represents basically the approaching that of fiat money, of fiat currency. Uh, I, I love it. Yeah, Bill, Bill Lee, sorry. I, so yeah, he's uh, from Craft Ventures and they have like a, a pretty insane uh, portfolio in the venture capital space. Um, I, I'm wondering, uh, like, is he just doing this as a flex? Like, is this the equivalent of, you know, having a crypto punk as your profile photo? Uh, or do you think that they're also outside of like, like they're also investing in this space as well. And they view this as the future is, is really. Bill is definitely investing in the space. Uh, but I think more in a personal base than not, not through craft ventures, but um, he's definitely in for the long term and trying to make the space grow. Um, and with him, so we develop a lot of custom tools for him uh, that, so just like a, a quick information, we are the only team that has kind of a white list in, in, in the website for crypto voxels where we can develop some custom tools. Yeah. So we, we created like a, a CMS for crypto voxels where you can log in, you can see your parcel, uh, you, you kind of can see all your NFTs and then you can place them in the world without having to enter to crypto boxes. And all of this, we, we kind of developed uh, in collaboration with Bill Lee. So he was supporting us on this. Um, so we developed a bunch of tools that are all integrated in his builds. So yeah, and, and that's part of the also the infrastructure that we are developing from NFT studios. So one of our projects is called Xerox builds and it's, uh, it's it goes around this content manager system and 
easier to deploy builds for everybody. Like you don't need to have this premium uh, Voxel Architects firm to build your stuff. If if you want just to have access to a build and you have a parcel, you can go to zero X builds uh, and you can just deploy some like some pre-built stuff. So are all these people like Bill and Whale Shark? Are they investing in you all? Um, I uh, Whale Shark invested in like in NFTs from Crypto Motors, also Pixel Chain. Um, but currently, we are doing a, like our first round of investment. I still cannot uh, open information regarding it, but yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, that's pretty uh, crazy. Like you all sound like you have quite the advantage here in terms of time and infrastructure that's been built so far. You know, being able to have a CMS in this new world, uh, that is just one example of a, you know, p- potentially massive market opportunity as it applies to brands that are going to be building out, you know, if, if this truly is the future of the web and we believe that metaverses are, and frankly, I do, there was a really compelling uh, argument for that, which uh, Janine Yorio of Republic Realm was articulating, which was basically, look, all of uh, the kids nowadays, it, it went from social media, Facebook, Twitter, uh, the uh, sort of Gen Z is on TikTok. And then if you look at people who are, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13 years old right now, they're spending all their time in metaverses, uh, whether that be uh, Fortnite or Roblox or other places like that, uh, where they're socializing and hanging out. That is their social media. So that alone, it makes me think, okay, this makes a lot of sense. This is the future uh, of the Internet. I don't know that this transition is going to be instantaneous, uh, but... I mean, it sounds like you all are phenomenally positioned to, you know, execute on that should this and transition continue to happen. Uh, So that's really exciting. What is uh, sort of when you all think about the the metaverses or whatever you want to call the metaverse, uh, you know, what are you seeing uh, as this goes forward? You know, what what do you think is like, let's say 12 months from now, what sort of key milestones do you think are going to occur or what friction exists today that needs to be resolved in order for this to go mainstream outside in terms of the existing quote unquote metaverses that we described today, uh, Decentraland, uh, Sandbox, uh, CryptoVoxels, Asomium Space, you know, what, what's the gap between here and the mainstream do you all think? Yeah. So as I see them right now, uh, Metaverses are still in a really early phase, so I cannot say for sure when they will be in 12 months because I couldn't say for sure where Voxel Architects would be in 12 months and here we are. Um, But the thing about Metaverses is that they are continuously developing. Uh, I remember CryptoVoxels one year ago when barely 100 people could enter and uh, the server would be like close to crashing and now it can handle thousands of people at once, which is an absolutely amazing improvement. Uh, for Decentraland, uh, also like uh, they are constantly improving the engine, improving like how many people can, can enter. So. They are trying to solve the scalability issue, like Metaverse is there, uh, buildings are there, uh, tools for developers are there. Now, developers have to work on this and uh, thoroughly polish the experience of each and every Metaverse. 
for example, Somnium Space, it's, it's another good example. They started out as a, as a client for the desktop uh, and then they built Somnium Space Web, which from which you can see like very easily, more easily than downloading the client and entering through their client. You can just see the pillars through the web. Um, and I see a lot of, of this constantly improving. In 12 months time, I think there will be an infrastructure for e-commerce already in place. There would be some big retailers joining uh, and I think it might go mainstream uh, sooner than we think. Maybe uh, 1.5, let's say two years maximum when the experience is gonna be like completely polished and uh, as bug free as it can be, right? Why not go build in Roblox? Like what, what's, what's the difference today? We, we have this concept called the metaverse that we discuss in the abstract, uh, which is about like ready player one style future uh, that people, which you may or may not believe is going to exist, but we're seeing the behavior of kids today actually interact in these different places. But it's interesting that we're betting on a Decentraland, that we're betting on a crypto voxels, that we're betting on sandbox, somium space, et cetera, when Roblox is a multi-billion dollar business, they already exist. So I'm sort of curious, you know, uh, why not go and build there? I'm saying that it's, it's a possibility for them to develop and to adopt this metaverse style of thing. But the thing is Decentraland and crypto voxels were already built around this concept. Whereas, uh, let's say, games like Minecraft started out just like games and they developed into these big social platforms that that we see today. And one thing about Decentraland and CryptoVoxels, for example, is that they are web-based. So anyone with a computer and a browser can access them. Whereas, uh, as you've seen in many games today, you will need some decent hardware to be able to enter the game's client and enter through the desktop application and computer using your computer hardware to actually run that. Uh, we will also see like the development of pixel streaming, which is a very, very important aspect for the metaverse. We would see like uh, highly detailed, uh, highly, uh, detailed from a graphical standpoint games on the web through pixel streaming, which is another technology that is currently in development. Uh, but yeah, the advantage of them is of access. Uh, this infrastructure that is developed on top of them, the integration with the, with the blockchain, uh, it's already, it's, I think from my opinion, it's easier to build something from the ground up than take something apart and try to, let's say, combine the blockchain with something that is already existing, right? So Decentraland CryptoVoxels is built on this system directly. Yeah, and, and apart from that is um, that because they are Web3 based, they can incorporate all the powers, uh, all the power of the blockchain and economy. So they can create economies in, in these virtual worlds where we'll attract like different parties interest on, on joining uh, this ecosystem and continuously improving it and, and creating new, new frontiers of what can be done on this new uh, 
in these new 3D worlds and this new in, in this new universe. Yeah. So for me, the, the key part and the key element here is the economies. Um, so you you buy land, you want to you you want to do something useful with your land, and then you push for for this um, to to develop. Yeah. So at the end of the day, if you buy a land, you don't do anything with the land, then that land. Yeah, it can raise in value just because the virtual world is raising in value. But if you start building, improving your neighborhood and making business there, you are improving the whole ecosystem. Yeah. So that's for me the difference. That makes a ton of sense. So basically what we're saying is, is that uh, it integrates with the real world economy. And in this case, the real world economy it, uh, coming from the blockchain and blockchain uh, facilitates that. Whereas when you look at Roblox and some of these other platforms, the difference is, is they have their own economy and that's their own ecosystem that exists, uh, which is not cross-platform, cross-channel. Uh, cross so yeah, and, and, and that, that makes a ton of sense. We're seeing a lot of you know, play-to-earn games that are popping up and Sandbox is promising to be uh, one of those as well. You know, they haven't fully launched yet. It, yeah, we're really on the bleeding edge of this. Which is very yeah. exciting, uh, and you Great. all you all seem properly positioned for um, success in this space. So congratulations on that. Thank you, thank you. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I think that's about it. I, I really appreciate you all coming on the show today. Thank you for having us. Thanks a lot for having us, and it was a pleasure to to speak with you. <laughs> How can people find you? Yeah, uh, so we have Twitter and, and Discord. So in, in Twitter, you can follow us in Voxel, Twitter at, at Voxel Architects. Uh, also in our website, voxelarchitects.com. Um, also in our Twitter at nftstudios underscore io. And I will leave you a link to our Discord server where it's the same guys. We are Crypto Motors Pixel Chain there. Uh, and soon we are going to open a new Discord for NFT Studios where we will have a lot of these projects there. So, yeah. Well, I really appreciate you all taking the time today. Thanks so much, Nick. Thanks so much. It was a pleasure. That's it for this episode of the Nifty Nick podcast. And if you made it this far, make sure to subscribe at thenifty.com. Thanks again.